Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to today's episode. We're really excited to have you here with us to discuss another great topic. Y'all know we love getting into these controversial and exciting topics. You know, you just Mm -hmm. can't help but look at these things from a Christian perspective and looking at things in light of eternity. So today we're getting into another great topic, but before we do, Maddie, do you want to give us just a short rundown on some things that have been happening, maybe some things they've missed recently? Okay, so last week, obviously, we posted a new podcast episode that went up on Monday. It was a really great discussion. We had a great time recording it, Mm -hmm. and it's definitely one that you should go listen to. I won't give away (laughs) any more than that, but it's a really good episode. And then we have been chugging away on the blog Mm-hmm. I feel like I say that every week when I talk about the you blog. You do, um, <laughs> but it's true. But yeah, we've had some really great blog posts this week, and we have some more exciting ones that are coming here mm-hmm. soon, and we're excited to get those up and have you guys read those. Okay, little comment here, guys. Why am I so excited for Blogmas? Like, we are oh, almost there again, Maddie. It's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, where in the world am I going to get any more content <laughs> That's for Blogmas? I was through the past honestly, and, you know. Oh, look at the cardinal. Guys, we have this cardinal that has been hanging out at our house. We have a male and a female, but the male flies around everywhere and he will like sit in front of our windows and on the little trees where we can see him and he's so vibrant and Mm -hmm. it's crazy. The joys of living in the country. Amen. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I was thinking about that the other day. Blogmas went great last year. It did. We had a great time. Yeah. And I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, let's just like repost every single one <laughs> all of our blogmas posts from last year anyhow yeah we are excited for blogmas yeah i'm just getting excited for christmas in general i know i don't but know i'm also, so sick of summer is it almost i mean i don't know in reality guys we still have some time so you're probably gonna kill me i am one of the people who love summer i don't want it to go away i, I hate don't it. want it to end so i understand i'm with you there But I also enjoy each season as Mm -hmm. it comes. So it's not necessarily that you can't find beauty and the other things either. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, I am excited for that part of Christmas because last year was the first year that we got into that. And so many of you guys said that that was like an encouraging time for you. And it definitely was for us just taking that time to be more reflective of what Christmas is actually for and just to invite the Lord into those little moments that sometimes we don't because we're so caught up in the busyness mm-hmm. of the season and stuff. So anyway, yeah, I'm just it definitely helped to put everything into perspective. I feel like mm-hmm. the Christmas season, especially over the last couple of years, when I was a kid, it felt like it lasted forever right. and it was just the greatest thing ever and you couldn't wait. It felt like it took forever for Christmas Day to actually get here. And now, like as I've gotten older, it feels like it's just so quick here and gone yeah. in like two weeks. So that was definitely fun to kind of soak up the Christmas season. Anyway, we're not going to keep talking about Christmas because this is making me really Why crave, <laughs> really crave Christmas. Uh, Mom and I are like sending each other things on Instagram oh of like you know everyone else. Oh, I can't believe that summer is almost over. I just want it to last forever, and we're over here like ready to bring out the pumpkin spice and. <laughs> For the leaves to change colors and fall, and I'm excited for snow and everything, obviously, but 
I'm done with summer. No, thank summer you, is but over to me. I okay. Anyway, what else? Anyhow, <laughs> go check out the blog. It's linked in the description of this episode. And mm-hmm. then we have some very, very exciting new things that you guys don't know about yet that are coming very soon. And we're excited mm-hmm. to tell you guys about that. Not in this episode, but very, very soon. We're getting some things finalized, working on a new project, and we're excited for that. So stay tuned because we'll be sharing those exciting developments with you here soon. I like the word developments. Developments. (laughs) All right, guys. So today's question, we're going to go with a question today. And I know we don't usually do this, but Maddie and I have seen this question recently, I guess. We haven't really seen it much like on no. social media or whatever, but I, I forget where I saw it for the first time. Um, and it wasn't very long ago. And it just got my mind thinking about a lot of different things. And so Maddie and I have really not talked about this question or our answers to this question. So that's going to be fun because it's going to be just a real and raw conversation. And I'm sure we're going to have different thoughts and different mm-hmm. answers. And so we're just going to go with it. But the question that we're going to try to contemplate today, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is what are we also afraid of? What are we also afraid of? It's a loaded question. Loaded question. And I think that everybody, even if, as I say that, Y'all who are listening are probably like, wow, that is just a deep question to think about. Mm -hmm. Because if we're honest, I mean, I think just beginning to contemplate it is really to recognize that we are all afraid of something. Yeah. We all, I feel like, have this collective fear. Um, Mm -hmm. something that we're afraid of, but we don't really know how to voice. We don't really know how to explain it. And so I think recognizing that is key to even starting to contemplate this question. But Maddie, give me your real and raw thoughts on this. I want to have a great discussion about it because I think it will be a valuable one. Yeah. Well, I think that first... I like this definitely is a loaded question. So I think there are a lot of different things that as individuals we're all afraid of Mm -hmm. that are kind of tailored to our personal lives. And then I do think that we all have kind of this collective fear of one thing. Which we will get into, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Lily and I are kind of on the same page about that one. But I think that lately something that I have been noticing a lot is this fear, especially in women, of just the depravity in the world. And so, you know, we were at an outreach this past week and we were talking with some of our friends who were with us who are part of our Bible study group. And I had just seen some different like self-defense stuff on Instagram. And Lily had shown me a video of this common human trafficking method for people to kind of signal to other human traffickers who is vulnerable and who is alone or is a single young woman. And I think this applies to men, teenage boys also. Like just the utter depravity in the world where there is a lot of the trafficking going on. There's a lot of death and destruction Mm -hmm. everywhere. And so this is, this has kind of been a common theme in our Bible study group for a while because we've all, you know, obviously we're all girls. So we're trying to talk about like, how in the world do we defend ourselves in such a crazy messed up world? Mm -hmm. But I think that ultimately this fear of being trafficked, being kidnapped, being attacked, assaulted, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing boils down to we're scared of losing life as we know it. 
or just flat out death itself. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're going to talk a lot about that in this episode because I think that that's the root yeah. thing that we're all afraid of. And there are a lot of things, you know, with this trafficking stuff that it puts it into perspective, your whole world and how you view your life mm-hmm. and how valuable it is and then how valuable the lives of the people around you are. So I think that that is something that is very prevalent in our world today, this fear of depravity and this fear of life not being the same forever. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that affects our ability to function in the world because as young women, like Lily and I were talking about this the other day, we don't want to go anywhere completely alone and we don't want to, you know, some of our friends, they'll go into gas stations to like pay for their gas or, you know, get a coffee or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, goodness, you are crazy. Like you're literally crazy. And we live in a very rural area, you know, in the middle of the country. We see cardinals in our backyard, you know, and but still we've heard stories of, you know, some girls very nearly got kidnapped in the Walmart parking lot Mm -hmm. where we live. And so it's just scary how this this stuff is closing in on us and it's Mm -hmm. getting much more powerful. And I think that ultimately our biggest fear is just this fear of evil because we were made as spiritual beings in the image of God. We've been saying this like crazy lately, but I think that this is super important because the way that we live is just affected by that so Mm -hmm. much by being spiritual beings and by being created in the image of God. So I think that ultimately because we're created in the image of God, we were created to crave beautiful and good things that reflect the light and reflect God's perfection. And so when this evil begins to kind of close in and just get nearer and nearer in the country we live in, and you'd think that in America where we have incredible law enforcement, we have good laws set in place, and, you know, we have good sources of protection, we're able to carry guns, we have our Second Amendment rights, you know, all this different stuff. You'd think that we wouldn't have to be afraid of this Mm -hmm. in the way that we are, but I mean, it's just crazy how evil is getting so much bolder. And I think that that's what is primarily provoking fear in the lives of especially the young, but also in fathers, in parents in general, you know, they fear for their kids' lives and, you know, these shootings that are going on in schools and all this different stuff. I think that primarily the main thing that we're afraid of is just life not being the same and Mm -hmm. evil getting so close that it disrupts the way that we live and can ultimately cause death to ourselves, to the people that we love. Death is the main thing that we're really afraid of. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was just Googling what people are most afraid of because I was just Mm -hmm. curious about this. So the number one thing that came up on this one article is abandonment. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing, which I hadn't really thought about this, but I think this is really something that's going on in our culture today. We see this, like if a friend is not being a good friend or someone leaves you or your boyfriend or girlfriend leaves you or, you know, something like this being cheated on, like all these different things, this abandonment Mm -hmm. that people are so afraid of. And we have commitment issues. Like that's that's no question in today's world, especially with the younger generations. Like no one knows how to commit to anyone. And it's just because we have this mindset that I am the only one that matters and I'm the only one that feels things deeply and I'm the only one that thinks about this or whatever. And so it's like, well, I need to put me first. I need to make myself happy. I need to focus on myself. How many times have you all heard that? It Mm -hmm. is a pet peeve of mine because yeah. it's it's like, no, this is contrary to the gospel. The whole gospel is that 
we would lay down our lives for our friends, Mm -hmm. that we would lay down our lives for the people that Christ has made in his image, just as Maddie was talking about, and that we would literally die to ourselves so that we can live for others, so that Mm -hmm. we can live for Christ ultimately. And he's the only one that enables us to be able to show and to have commitment to people like that because he did with his people, right? His disciples. I mean, they all failed him and he was still there no matter what. He would have been there for the Pharisees even though they're the ones who crucified him. They're the ones who put him through so much during his ministry and lifetime and stuff. And so that's just an interesting one to me. But another fear that I was thinking about was within the church. So Mm -hmm. amongst Christians. And actually two things. One, we're afraid that we're actually missing it. Some of us are, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) Some people don't care and they're just a part of the religious deal and don't really care if it's legit or not. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're even the ones who are faking it. But then we're also afraid of finding out that people who claim to be Christians are actually not and are actually this double-sided person. Yeah. And I can definitely say that we've experienced that before, especially when it's church leadership, people who are supposed Mm -hmm. to be Jesus-loving people, who are supposed to be growing, being sanctified in the spirit and all these things, and they're not. Like, when you find that out and, and that's revealed to you. And so, that's a tough, those are both tough things because I feel like we experience that so much in the church and it just really goes back to we have not surrendered to the Lord. We haven't actually given up our authority and come under his. And so I think that as Christians, we really need to be careful about that because the world is watching. I know we say this a lot too. The world is watching us, the lost are watching us, and we're not doing them any favors at the moment, Mm -mm. um, if we're being honest. I actually said in one of our recent Bible study lessons, I feel like we're failing the lost in a major way. I feel like we are, we've just kind of given up on them and been like, well, we don't have time for you. We're just going to do our church stuff. We're just going to get all wrapped up in what's wrong here and what's wrong there and what we're doing good in the church and and not view anything outside of that or the bigger picture of why we are the church and what our job is. And that hurts so many people. I mean, mm-hmm. so many people. And the number one reason that young people are leaving the American church specifically is because of hypocrisy, is because people who are who are supposed to be Christians are not actually Christians and are not actually leading in the way that they're supposed to, especially Mm -hmm. with young people and, and giving them biblical advice and solid instruction because they have been through things and they have learned and they have turned away from sin. They know what it means to be tempted and to overcome it. They know what it looks like to share the gospel and to pray with people. And they know what their mission is and they know what their purpose and direction is. And so young people are looking at these so-called Christians and saying, you're supposed to have the answers. Mm -hmm. I want something real. And what you're giving me is not, so I'm going to leave because this isn't anything different than what I'm getting from the world. And that's such a shame, church. It really Mm -hmm. is because we're the ones who are supposed to have the answers. We're the ones, I'm not saying like the answer to very specific questions that a young person or an older person may have, whatever it is. Like, I'm not saying we're going to have it all together, but we should at least know who we are, whose image we were made in, and what we were made to do. That is basic apologetics, basic Christianity. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that, then how are you going to share that with others? How are you going to be a witness to others 
it's it's impossible in my mind. Yeah, and we were reading, I think that this applies mm-hmm. to the church specifically because the main thing that we've been called to do as the church is to love mm-hmm. one another right? and not, I'm so sick of people using this as such a cliche and such a ridiculous analogy to just get away with or let other people get away with whatever they want to. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we just need to love people. Okay, well, loving people sometimes looks like bringing on some conviction when the Lord tells you that, you know, you need to tell them that they are not necessarily wrong in a specific area because Mm -hmm. we're not the ones who are meant to judge people's salvation or necessarily judge the way that they're living, but we're also called to take notice of sin in the world, in other people's lives, in our own lives, and we're supposed to call that out. Mm -hmm. So I think that the church primarily has been created as a source of love for a broken and hurting world. Mm -hmm. But right now we're not showing very much love. You know, we're arguing about so many different things. And I'm not saying that, you know, we don't need to realign some theological beliefs or we don't need to hash it out over some specific arguments that we believe are biblical, unbiblical. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to address issues in the church, but we need to do that in a loving way, which is what I think we're missing Right. right now in the church. But that is to say that we were reading a verse before we started this and it's first John four eighteen. And oftentimes we read the very first part of this verse, but then we neglect kind of the second part. Mm-hmm. And I just love the second part because I think that this applies to the church in a very powerful way. So it says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So that's the part that we always read and we always use that. That's mm-hmm. a modern cliche. But the second part says, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So I think that this is a major fear that people have when they're leaving the church, when they're joining a new church. We have this fear of punishment Hmm. in everything that we're doing because, you know, some Christians, and I think that it's really sad because this is a big embarrassment to the cause of Christianity, but many Christians, you know, they look at sin in other people's lives, in their own life, in the church, and we're supposed to notice these things. We're supposed to be changed by Jesus, and we're supposed to look through this lens of here's the good, here's the bad, Mm -hmm. and here's how we make the bad good. Here's how we change that. But I think that it's really sad that a lot of Christians embarrass the whole of the church because they look at sin and they just immediately punish it and they don't do that in a loving way. So I think that we've seen a lot of Christians who, you know, you see sin in a new Christian's life or a non-believer's life and then we just immediately want to go down this road of condemnation and this road of, you know, screaming in their face that they're horrible, but Jesus still loves you. Like, I can't stand that, how people do that. This is horrible. You're wrong. You're such a heathen and a hypocrite, but Jesus still loves you. Like, okay, well, obviously you don't love me very much then because you just, you know, scream that in my face. This is completely beside the point and I'm going down a rabbit trail, but the main thing that people fear when leaving the church is, or joining a new church or just being in a Christian setting is that there won't be love but there will be punishment because we want to think that we are loving people mm-hmm. by calling out their sin and by being very self-righteous and hypocritical like many people are afraid of. And I also think that that goes to a deeper level even with the Lord. If his love has not been perfected in us mm-hmm. and we aren't being sanctified by the truth, then there will be punishment for that. Yeah, And I think that goes to say that's what we're ultimately afraid of right? When we step into eternity, and we all will, 
we can go one of two places. The Lord gets to determine that. And mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like even Christians today, and maybe we need to do a whole episode on this because this is a whole nother topic, but of doubting your salvation, of doubting if you are actually saved, if you actually have the Holy Spirit within you. But I feel like so many of us lost or saved feel like there will be punishment in the end for us. And for the lost, yeah, there will. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, if you have not accepted what he did for you on the cross, and you've not chosen to follow him and give your life to him, then yes, there will be punishment for that. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that in a um, condemning way. I'm not saying that at all because you have a chance to give your life to the Lord. You're listening to this. This is a chance for you to maybe return to him if you've kind of strayed or give your life to him for the very first time. If you're a Christian, though, and you had that salvation experience and you did choose to follow him, but now you're not paying attention to his commands in scripture. You're not in the word and you're not immersing yourself in Christian community the way that we're told to, then I feel like those people also have a feeling of, I'm going to be punished for this because I'm not living how I'm supposed to as a Christian. And yes, there will be punishment for that too. The Lord is a righteous king. He is Mm -hmm. a God who loves justice. Like those are all components of his character. And we have to recognize that, but it doesn't mean that we come to him in this fearful, trembling way. It's we need to get serious about the Lord. This is our whole, the whole point of the few and, and our mission here is that we want to see Christians specifically, but if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this, you can join in too. You can become a mm-hmm. Christian. You can do this is to get serious in our daily lives about making the right choices, about living a righteous and godly life, because that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. That is the point. And so when we reach eternity, then we can stand before the Lord hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, and know that we have done what we needed to do as a Christian, if that makes sense. But it's only when you've lived this life where you're paying attention to what the Lord has for you and you're conscious of how he's working in your life and what he wants you to say and do. It's only then that his love is perfected in us Mm -hmm. and we're sanctified in that. I don't know if I'm explaining that. Yeah you know, feel free if you want to jump in here, because I don't know if I'm saying that exactly how how it makes sense of that, yeah. if uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what else do you think we're afraid of? What else do you think comes into this conversation? Because I feel like death and standing before the Lord and mm-hmm. in eternity and being like, oh man, I really missed it in this life here in the world. That's what I feel like we're ultimately afraid of, but we we aren't able to voice very well. We're not yeah. able to explain maybe some different things that come into that. I don't know. Well, just as we've been talking and, you know, the Google, you know, says that the thing that we're most afraid of is abandonment or the thing that most people are most afraid of is abandonment. I mm-hmm. think that just the main thing that we are afraid of is loss in any area of our lives. You know, we cling far too tightly to yeah. the things of this world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm guilty of this too. And when we lose something, all of that is put into perspective. You know, I wrote a blog post a couple months ago. It's called a very morbid title, but it's called Grief Everywhere, Everywhere Terror, and All Shapes of Death. And in this blog post, I discussed how there was a girl in our church that was very 
suddenly killed and she was very young she was in like the height of her life and from the outside looking in you would think she has achieved success she's achieved love she's achieved everything Mm -hmm. that everyone dreams of having and then just just like that it was all gone Mm -hmm. and you know i wrote that blog post and just talked about how this family and this girl went to our church and so we had all kind of grown up together and you know we weren't super duper close with her but just looking at that and knowing their family and just knowing her it like completely Mm -hmm. rocked our world and it was just kind of this crazy time it happened the day that we were celebrating our four-year anniversary and it was like the only thing we could all talk about it just really put everything into perspective especially for me just about our entire lives like I could barely think about it without crying and just Mm. thinking like what if that happened to us and just thinking of all the regrets that I would have so I think that primarily we're just afraid of loss we're afraid of things changing and that's why we have a difficult time committing that's why we have a difficult time creating new friendships I know that that's been like a real struggle in my life is just being able to actually trust that someone actually would be there for me mm-hmm. as a friend when things go wrong or when, you know, things get tough. And so it's been really hard for me because we have felt abandonment in our lives. We've had a lot of different friendships where we have been abandoned. For a while, I kind of let that define the friendships, that the new friendships mm-hmm. that I had in my life. And I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to keep this person at a distance because I'm not going through this again. Like, this is ridiculous. If all that friendship brings is pain and disappointment in that person, then like, what's the point of having friendships? And so that was something that I kind of had to work through. And you can't be afraid of losing things all Mm -hmm. the time. You know, we always, we always say, you know, live like you have nothing to lose. Yeah. But I think that the fear of loss is what holds us back from doing Mm -hmm. everything, holds us back from creating new friends, from entering new relationships, from opening up to people from just trusting in the Lord wholeheartedly because ultimately we fear that we're going to lose him too. I think that's what it mainly boils down to. We're all afraid mm-hmm. of being separated from God. Yeah. I think whether we realize true. that or not. Right. And I think that a lot of us don't realize that. I mean, I don't think I even realize that to the fullest extent that mm-hmm. I can. And I know that as human beings, you know, our minds and our senses are flawed and we can't fully comprehend the gravity of the Lord's love for us or the gravity of his loyalty and Mm -hmm. how he'll always be there because, you know, everything we've experienced here on this earth is loss and abandonment and no one has been there when we needed them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's kind of difficult for us to wrap our minds around and it makes it difficult to trust the Lord. Right. But I think that that is our biggest fear because, I mean, like I said er earlier, we're spiritual beings and we're meant to be tied to the Lord in a way that no other creature in the world is tied to him. As human beings, we have such a deep connection with the Lord, whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's that's why we're afraid of losing things. That's why we're afraid of being abandoned. That's why we're afraid of life changing because we don't want to be any further away from the Lord than we already are. But I think that, you know, then again, in our human capacity, we just don't understand that. And Mm -hmm. in the process of unknowingly wanting to grow closer to the Lord, sometimes we kind of push him further away because we're afraid of feeling lost. We're afraid of feeling abandonment and we don't live like there's nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's the main thing that we're afraid of 
And I think that lots of us don't even realize that, especially if you're not a Christian, you know, you have no idea that that's what you're ultimately pulled to. You're mm-hmm. pulled to the Lord and you're pulled into his presence and his spirit. And that's what you ultimately want to live your life pursuing. Mm, that's a really good point because I think that so many of us, we think, well, if I give the Lord a try and he fails me, mm-hmm. then there's nothing else. And that's just the ultimate thing that we're so scared of losing, of discovering. But the flip side of that is, what if we gave him a chance to prove himself to us? What if Mm -hmm. we proved him to be faithful? What if we proved him to be unchanging? What if we proved him to be loyal? Because that is all that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. I know that you've experienced that too. It doesn't mean that there aren't times where you don't get super frustrated and disappointed and like, Lord, why did this happen? And why did I go through that? And why, you know, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. And there will be times that you, you feel those different things, Mm -hmm. but you can always come back to the Lord's character because it really is unchanging. And if you don't believe Mm -hmm. that, then I would just encourage you test it, test it. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not this God that's like, oh my goodness, if you don't just have the utmost respect for me in the beginning and you don't just absolutely know no matter what, no, prove him to be faithful Mm -hmm. because he will show you, like that is his heart. He is a God who is like, you know what, you can test me in this, you know, because he wants to prove and he did on the cross. I mean, that's the, you know, most simple thing that you can go to and say, yes, he did this for me as if I was the only one, so this Mm -hmm. is true. Okay. Now I'm getting excited because that's the gospel, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, um, A.W. Tozer has a quote that Maddie and I were looking at. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't go an episode without (laughs) either Tozer or C.S. Lewis. Really? Or Tolkien or this year, this year, this episode, it's Tozer. Okay, so he said, the reason why many are still troubled, still seeking, still making little forward progress is because they haven't yet come to the end of themselves. We're still trying to give orders and interfering with God's work within us. Mm -hmm. How much truth is in that quote, right? We have all just tried and tried and tried to do it on our own and tried to make it work. And that's kind of what we discussed in our episode, either he's enough or you are. We talked about how we think that we've got it handled. We can handle life. We're strong mm-hmm. enough to do it. But in reality, we're not. And we know that yeah. deep down. But we lie to ourselves and say, no, you have to have this together. You have to do it. Because the world tells us that we can. And they lie to us and they make us. I mean, if we hear a lie over and over and over again, and yeah. you tell that to yourself over and over again, soon enough, you will believe it. You mm-hmm. will buy into that lie no matter how terrible it is because any good lie has some truth in it. I know we've said that a zillion times here recently, but it's so true. And I know you had a verse that you wanted to wrap up with, so Mm -hmm. I won't, I won't keep rambling here because I want you to get to that verse. Okay. So I just found this verse and I think that this goes very well with talking about, you know, feeling like you're going to be abandoned Mm -hmm. by the Lord. I know people are going to abandon you. That's just a fact of life. And that's just something that you have to come to terms with. And I know that's hard and it's difficult and then it makes it much harder to be vulnerable with people Mm -hmm. and to give yourself to them. But each relationship and each season of abandonment that we are going to go through, it's going to bring us closer to the Lord. Yeah. Because, you know, when you do, you test the theory that he's never going to leave you. He will always prove himself to be true. He will always prove that those promises that he's made to us are solid. They're unchanging 
There's no way that they are untrue. Romans, yeah, now I'm going to start rambling. Okay, Romans 8 verses 38 through 39 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm -hmm. So I just want to wrap up by saying, like, take comfort in that verse. Make that your verse for the week, for the month, for the year. And just trust in that promise Mm -hmm. because, like I said, the Lord's promises are unchanging. They're completely different from the promises that, you know, mere mortals can make to us. They are powerful and they are steadfast. So trust in that. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you've been abandoned, if you are afraid of death, if you are afraid of loss, if you are afraid of so many other things, there are so many things that we have to be afraid of. If you're afraid of the depravity in the world, if you're afraid of feeling like you're completely alone, you're not. Mm-hmm. And you can take comfort in this verse and you can trust that no matter how much abandonment you go through, no matter how much loss you experience, no matter how much depravity and evil seems to be closing in around you, mm-hmm. the Lord is an ever-present help in times of trial. So we're going to end this episode in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. And I thank you that we were given the opportunity to just sit down and discuss this topic and discuss some of the things that we ourselves are afraid of and just kind of come to terms with some of those different things. And I hope that you ultimately use this episode to help all of us to trust in you more, to hold steadfastly to you and your presence and your promises. And I pray that we would just have such confidence in your loyalty and the love that you have for us, that we wouldn't have to fear that we will be abandoned by you, that we will be at all separated from you. I pray that you would just call us to a radical way of living where we do live like we have nothing to lose. Because if we have you in our lives and we are confident in your presence surrounding us, then we really don't have anything to lose. So I pray that you would make us confident of that fact, that you would just help us to live without fear, help us to be confident in you, and help us to live our lives to the fullest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you guys, just a reminder for this week, we are so far from being alone. That's the point Mm -hmm. of this episode. We are so far from being alone. The Lord is always with us, always surrounding us. So if you needed that reminder, there you go. Hopefully that is something that encourages you and maybe even is a challenge this week if you're not Mm -hmm. a Christian to be like, you know what? I need to give that a try. I need to commit to something and I'm going to commit to Jesus because trust me, he won't fail you. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope it blessed you, and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 